This is episode 74 of the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I'm Carly Cade, and today, Heather Wallace is returning to the show. Heather writes about confidence, overcoming self-doubt, and following her passion. She is the award-winning author of nonfiction titles, Confessions of a Timid Rider, which details her insights about being an anxiety-ridden but passionate horse lover, and Girl Forward, a tale of one woman's unlikely adventure in Mongolia. Heather is well-known for her blog, The Timid Rider, chronicling her journey as a returning adult equestrian with a lot more curves and a lot more determination. In 2020, she created the Bookstore for Horse Lovers, a website dedicated to featuring equine authors across genres, both traditionally and independently published. By day, Heather is a certified equine and canine sports massage therapist dedicated to helping animals holistically. In her spare time, of which she has very little, she spends her time with her husband, three children, two dogs, and a pony in the wilds of New Jersey. You can follow her on social media at TimidRider or at TimidRider.com or the Bookstore for Horse Lovers. Now, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast a podcast featuring interviews with equestrian authors who love all things horses and writing about them. In each episode, you'll hear inspirational stories from horse book authors, including writing advice and marketing tips to help you write your very own horse book. If you're an author, aspire to be an author, or simply love horse books, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Cade, and creative writing makes my spurs jingle. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I'm Carly Cade, and today I am so excited to have Heather Wallace back on the show. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Carly. Thanks for having me on again. Yay. And Heather has come on because she has some exciting new news for authors of horse books. And I just had to have her on the show so we could talk about this and share the information with you. But before we get into the goodies about the new project, Heather, I have heard that there's been some exciting adventures in your horse life since we last talked. There might be a new horse that was featured in Confessions of a Timid Rider. Can you tell us about There might be. (laughs) What's going on? I always try to make it a a short version, but it never is. So I'll do my best here. But um, the horse that I really fell in love with uh, years ago, coming back into riding, who really tested me and really taught me how to kind of overcome my own control issues, and who I wrote Confessions of a Timid Rider about. He was never my horse. And always wanted him to be, just never was meant to work out. And he got sold away about a year ago and stayed local. So I still got to see him and visit him, but it did not work out the way anyone had attended and things went really badly for him very quickly. And the owner basically just gave him away. And the good news is that he didn't end up somewhere scary or somewhere where he didn't deserve to be because he ended up with me (laughs) at my friend's um, beautiful farm about an hour away. And so now he will always be a part of my life. And uh, it's just... It's such a blessing. What a miracle. So so for those of you who have read Confessions of a Timur Rider, we all know that delight was a very important part of the you returning to the saddle. So so what is his breed? He's beautiful. I've seen pictures that you've been sharing on social media, which I'll 
hopefully be able to include in the show notes so people can see them too. But talk a little bit about Delight. What are you planning on doing with him? What's his breed? You know, what's he look like? So, oh, he's stunning. So he came uh, to me and my trainer at the time was retraining him off the track. So he's a off-track thoroughbred. He had four starts and made a whopping $2,000. So I don't know if this is a lot about him before he injured himself in order to get out of racing. Mm. And um, so he's been retrained as a hunter. And I've known him again since he was three. Uh, Helped raise him you know, alongside my trainer, I took care of him. I did turn in feedings. I rode him since he was four and he's a 16, three, almost beautiful bay thoroughbred who I could definitely not mount from the ground. Uh, It's a big problem. I had to buy an extra big mounting block. So uh, he's really, he's just, he's just super stunning and beautiful, but he's got a really smart brain and he questions everything and needs a soft but confident rider so I knew long term that it was really going to be difficult for me to buy him and because I'm not I'm soft but I'm not a confident rider per se bought Ferris for two years really worked on my confidence and when the time came when he was being deemed unrideable they were turning him into a show jumper and it's just not the type of horse he is he doesn't like to be pushed too hard and he likes to be asked and I think they just didn't kind of get that. And he did some bad behavior to his owner and to his prospective buyer. And when I heard about it, I was just like, this is fine. I can work with this. I know this horse. And so I threw away all those confidence issues and I did everything I could to make it happen. That's amazing. I love how the, when the timing is right, things kind of show up in your life when you're ready to handle them. And and I love that delight has come back into your life because, you know, the stories that you share about him and confessions of a Tim and Ryder, it's very clear how much this horse meant to you then. And now he's yours. That is just incredible. It's hard to believe I'm not the same person I was two, three years ago when I was riding him regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown a lot. And a lot of that is due to Ferris and having a horse so I, I say that delight is the horse of my heart and Ferris is my heart, like my soul. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm just so grateful. Like I'm just, it's been a very emotional couple months. <laughs> I can hear that. I am so happy for you. And it kind of works out even more perfectly because mom now has a horse that she can ride and your girls have a horse that they can ride. So now you can, now you can, you don't all have to share the same horse which is pretty spectacular in and of itself that's always been the goal I've never gotten to ride with my daughters because we're always you know looking for time in the saddle so yeah I mean that would be lovely and even if my husband wanted to ride I mean Mm -hmm. Ferris he can't fit on but delight he absolutely could so um yeah I mean it's just so wonderful and I'm so grateful like every day that I can pull this off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not easy. I, horses, I mean, we, we kind of give up everything for our horses. And I, I'll tell you, having two is pretty fantastic, especially when you want to ride with your husband or ride with your daughters. It's, you know, now you can, you can do that. And that, I'm just so happy for you. It feels like now is the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and just that's sort of how it goes. If you have patience <laughs> and you just have perseverance and you just hang in there, like usually 
the universe, as long as you're paying attention, kind of provides what you need. So it's this is this is a, a great example of that. About writing a book about it, but you know, in a maybe a fiction sense, like a a true story based on a true story kind of heart horse thing. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. You should absolutely do that. The words will just pour out of you. Well, speaking of books, you know, you have written several, you know, several books. You are the equestrian behind the timid rider, which we went into pretty big detail in, in your first interview, which we'll link to in the show notes here, but give us a little, um, give us a little, history a little blurb about about your books and about your blog and sort of this is the stuff that got you started and it's heading us in the direction to talk about your new project (laughs) yeah so um i'm returning adult equestrian i wrote as a child and then i came back when i was 31 and you know suddenly my anxiety wasn't the biggest deal it was like i have children at home that i can't get hurt like i can't get what would happen to them so it wasn't just me overthinking it actually became like a serious concern like not pushing myself too hard not pushing my horse too hard and I was really getting in my own way and getting in my own head and so I started writing it down as kind of confessions like my blog posts were confessions of me feeling all these insecurities and all these not good enough moments and so the timid rider was born and then from that I put together Confessions of a Timid Writer, which is um, a series of my confessions with some background beforehand in the foreword and uh, about who I am and why I'm writing these confessions. And it's just really like a, a very open admittance that I'm not perfect and I'm not in control and that ultimately it's okay. Ultimately, as long as we're still following our passion, as long as we're still challenging ourselves, as long as we're still aware and trying to become a better person, like that's for me what it's about. So I wrote Confessions of a Timid Writer for that, which was really popular and it's still very popular, thankfully. And then I wrote Girl Forward when I went and, you know, put on my big girl pants and I decided to go ahead and do what I say I'm going to do. And I went to Mongolia to photograph an endurance horse race. And I wrote the entire story about how I got there, what I was thinking, what I experienced. And uh, and it's really all about challenging yourself, saying, you know what, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to have fun. And uh, giving yourself a little bit of a break. So I hope it's a little bit inspirational, and I hope it gives people kind of a, a realization that what you see with me is what you get, because I really try very hard to be honest with everything I'm feeling the good and the bad and I I love that that you you noticed that these things were going on for you and then you you took that and you created something with those feelings and you you know you're opening up the door for other people to understand that this happens to a lot of us and and you know you do it anyway and nobody's perfect I mean we all like think we have to be perfect and, and you just open the door on authentically what's going on for you and dealing with anxiety and being an introvert and trying on horses again, even though there's some fear there and, and, you know, taking on these things. And I love that about you. I mean, there's so much, so much growth since we first met, you know, you are just, you're just killing it. You're out there taking (laughs) on the world and being authentic and developing all these things, which is crazy because you are an author, a freelancer, uh, a blogger, a podcaster, you own your own animal body work business. You are a horse owner. You are a mother. 
and now you've added on another project to this and I don't know how you do it all but <laughs> you tell us about the bookstore for horse lovers I, I just I just love this concept tell us tell us about it what what was the inspiration behind it well so the bookstore for horse lovers is like a one-stop landing page where you can find authors of horse books so if you love books if you love horses and um you want to go straight to the source like the bookstore for horse lovers is where you go because it's so easy to get lost on amazon or these big box stores and um not that authors aren't available though they are it's just hard to find them so we wanted the accessibility and i was talking you know with the pandemic and everything virtual events are so hard i mean not virtual in-person events are so hard. And that's where a lot of authors meet people and make sales. That's where they gain a lot of awareness. And so with the inability to do that, I thought, wouldn't that be a great idea to have someplace virtually that people can come and just find authors? In a nutshell, what it is, is you go on and you could search by fiction or nonfiction. You could view the author's profile, photo, their their bio, and their social media and uh, channels and then you can click and go and find their books. Mm -hmm. So I don't sell books on the site, but basically it's a click through. It's a place where you can find any author. Um, and the nice thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about it is like we do, you know, we already have a really big newsletter with a lot of readers that have applied. We've got giveaways and promotions periodically and uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's already growing bigger than I'd anticipated. It is so exciting because this is a one-stop shop. If you love horse books, this is the place to go. And you serve both authors and readers, which is really great. I mean, this is a place to go if you love horse books. So you can literally be on the page and, and explore all sorts of horse books. And they're all in one place rather than having to go to separate websites or, you know, do a search in Google or in, on Amazon, they're all right there for readers to learn more about and find their next favorite horse book. Well, and they're traditionally and mm -hmm. independently published. So mm -hmm. because we're not selling books, um, we're just promoting them. A lot of traditional publishers are actually pretty okay with us sharing that information. So if you think about it as more of a promotional site, it's a place where you can find what you need, but it's really just all about awareness and, and putting those books in the hands of the readers. And it's authors uniting, traditional, independent. We're all working together to share this love of horses and books about them, which is which is so so great. So, how how do horse book authors submit their books for consideration? There is an application process. Tell us a little bit what that what that looks like. It's a pretty straightforward. I wanted to make it very very easy for the authors. It is just a jot form. You click on the link on the website. And you answer a series of questions. And a lot of it is the information that I'm going to populate on the website. So your bio, and there is a set number of characters that I request because we don't want to have someone have two sentences and another person have, you know, three pages worth of bio. We want it to be short and sweet so readers can look and view uh, a nice high resolution photo and whether or not they want to participate in giveaways. But most importantly, where people can find them and their books, because that's so important. Readers need to engage with the authors. Mm -hmm. I love that. And and then and there is a fee to join. There's an annual fee. Can you talk a little bit about about and it's so affordable. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about about what the cost attached to being a, a member of this is? Yeah, it's so 
it was very popular. So we ended up almost having to do a fee just to pay for the time involved that it went in. Mm -hmm. And so there is a, like a basic annual membership, which is $50 and you get to, you know, your, your listing on the website, uh, with social media, with the backlinks, you get to participate in as many or as few giveaways as you would like to. Um, you also will get to connect on Facebook, we have a private Facebook group just for our authors. And, uh, you know, so authors are a resource for each other. In addition, you can choose to become a featured author, which once a month, the featured author will be listed on our homepage. Also, they will have uh, a blast on email and on our social media channels, which is Instagram and Twitter. And then a nice thing is we recently partnered with equineinfoexchange.com who will publish an excerpt of our featured author's book during their month. So a featured author is one month out of the year. We publish about two featured authors a month uh, currently. And it's a really nice way to get that extra promotion for a very limited fee. And I should say as an author, if you're a member of American Horse Publications, the basic membership is free. But to be a featured author, you still need to, you know, pony up and because we have to uh we have to feed the beast. Well, it is a lot of work. You know, it's like you, you've established a, a website with a domain and, you know, you have, you manage the social media channels and you're uploading all this information and there's costs attached to them. So you have to keep, you have to keep that, that running. And that's what this is. So, so in order for an author to join it, it's free if they're American horse publication member, which is a great organization. Uh, if, if you're interested in learning more about that, we'll uh, put the link in the show notes. So it's a $50 annual fee to be on the website. And then to, in order to be a featured author, is that an additional cost or is that included? Yeah. So to be a featured author is an additional $25 in addition to that basic membership. Mm-hmm. You don't have to opt in. It's completely optional. And then it's featured in order of receipt. Mm-hmm. So right now we're actually having featured authors through the middle of 2021 as it is right now, but we still have room for 2021. So patience is a virtue, but I do pay for Google ads and marketing and things like that. Like I do my best to put the authors forward and to make sure that this is a benefit. I want this to be a benefit for authors really to make it as easy as possible to put their books in the reader's hands. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said, it's a hub. It's that one-stop shop where, you know, people type into Google uh, books for horse lovers and bam, there's the bookstore for, for horse lovers, right? So it's, it's yeah. right there and, it's, and you want to have your book featured there. So you're as easy to find as possible for your readers. And then I, I love the, the featured authors that you do. It's, it, it's, it's so special because you put a picture of them on, you know, the, your social channels and you talk about their books and then this equine info exchange excerpt of the books. I mean, they have, what is their reach? They have like, <sighs> They, have, they had over 15 million social media impressions last year. They get about 300,000 page views or so a year or unique, unique users, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have such a big reach and they want to be the number one stop for, you know, horse information. But the nice thing is they really support equine artists and authors. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. They have forums and things like that. We actually met them through American Horse Publications, mm-hmm. which is funny. Because I used to do the content management for them. And then I left, of course, because I'm crazy busy with everything. And when I ended up 
having the bookstore for horse lovers, I just thought what a natural fit this would be and what a wonderful way for me to offer my featured authors something a little bit more for the same price. So now, you know, they get to choose which book they would like to just, you know, publish an excerpt form. We can link to it and share that on social media and we have this nice relationship. So I'd love to be able to do more of this with other brands and, uh, and really get the word out there because the more we can promote each other, the better it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Other authors are not our competition. When we work together, we lift everyone up, you know, so I, I love what you're doing here and you're actively looking to establish relationships with, with other brands mm-hmm. on behalf of the authors that are participating in the bookstore for her lovers, because this is like a no brainer, you know, this is a way for us to collaborate in your Facebook group, but also a way for readers to find all of our books. And, you know, there's fun promotional opportunities that you're building around the uh, bookstore for horse lovers. So, you know, this is a no brainer. And you've also been featured. The bookstore has been featured in horse illustrated already. So, I mean, it's, it's just been out for a few months and there's tons of, of great stuff going on around the bookstore. It's been, it's been amazing coverage. Like, obviously I'm so grateful. I just, at, at how people have really welcomed it, it's been a lot more popular than, that I even realized it was going to be. So I'm definitely feeling a need, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But And in relation to the brands and stuff, I mean, I'm always looking, you know, we do periodic giveaways. So I'd love to partner with brands and offer not just book giveaways, but other items, you know, and support other equestrians in business. Um, And I feel like it would be such a nice, a nice thing to have every, for everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because a horse lover is a horse lover is a horse lover. You know, like if I buy a horse book, I'm going to buy a horse candle or, you know, a horse t-shirt or a horse product, you know, so it's, it, it all just fits very nicely together. You know, what for you has been the hardest part of taking this on? Because this is a big responsibility. You're taking this on, on behalf of all of us, like we, like I just previously said. So this is, you know, you're really being a point person for equestrian authors. So what has been the hardest part of this process, but then what's been the best part of course of of managing the bookstore for horse lovers yeah I mean honestly I think the hardest part would be saying no to authors (laughs) when they apply it's not an easy thing but I've you know I've definitely had some applications where the photos were very low resolution or they didn't have a book out yet or their bio didn't make sense and you know it's one of those things where I want to lift up authors I want to support them but there's we need to have, you know, a professional approach Mm -hmm. and we want the website to look as good as possible so that you can look as good as possible. And the website's only going to be as good as the author submitting. Mm -hmm. So um, I've definitely gone back to people and just said like, Hey, why don't you reach out in a couple months, you know, and make sure you provide this, you know, there's some books that are just not, I wouldn't say not appropriate, but just, I'm not sure would really fit in the horse world. I really want this to be very horse specific. This is not, if you have, if you're an author and you have an array of different books amongst different categories, but one horse book, I want to feature the horse book. I don't want to link back to your page with all your other books because this is a niche. This is a small community and I want to keep it that way and really keep the focus small. Mm-hmm. So that's the hardest part is going back to people and saying like, Hey, listen, I love that you want to do this. I want to support you, but I just need you to maybe provide a little bit more. So I always feel really bad about that. But then 
the best part would be finding all these authors I never even knew. Yeah. I mean, that's the really cool part. So I'm a huge reader and there's all these authors coming in that I had never heard of. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the point of this website is that I want to everybody to hear about these authors mm-hmm. and I want to have a part in helping them do that. So that's the best part for me. That's awesome. And I heard two things, like two things that are very important is that this is a professional place. The the bookstore for Horse Over is professional, you know, like you are going to make sure it's top notch quality, looking its best, like all the information that a reader may want to know about an author is going to be there. And you do have criteria for which to sub for authors to submit, which is, you know, important in putting together a professional appearance, you know, because we want people to use this site. But and I also love that you're discovering new authors. I am also through this podcast and there are so many of us out there, which is amazing. So we're, you know, you are part of us building a community where we all unite together and that's going to make a difference for for authors of horse books and our readers, because people are going to be able to find us and learn about all of us that are writing about horse books. So thank you for your contribution And, and you're taking on a lot. So, well, um, so are you with your podcast. I mean, you're doing the exact same thing that I am. And just mm-hmm. we're doing it in a different format. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you as well, because you're, this isn't, this place isn't, it's not all about you. It's all about us uniting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you do feature question author spotlight podcast there on the site. You mm-hmm. also are featuring book clubs that readers can get involved in horsey themed book clubs. So you, you are doing a service to, to everyone that's, that's working around in, in writing books about horses. So, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, and yeah, and I don't even link back to my own website with the blog. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it's just, that is just, that's just kind, you know, you're doing something kind for, for us and you are obviously an author. And so your, your profile is there, but we're all standing on equal ground. Like you right. know, from what I, see is you're giving us your time and you're giving us a place and you're not you know you're behind it of course but there but you're not like selflessly self-promoting you're you're doing this for the right i'm not featured every month (laughs) (laughs) and the newsletters are beautiful and these featured opportunities are are fantastic and you're actively looking for other partnerships for the authors that are part of the bookstore for horse lovers to be a part of so that being said where do you see this going? I mean, it's already like building so much momentum. Like where do you see this going? What are you hoping for the future of the bookstore for horse lovers? I mean, I have some ideas, but it's so hard because, you know, we wear a lot of hats and obviously I have some more books that I'm working on. And, you know, so I am also an author, but what I would love to see is one, a community like an author community based around this, right? So I'd, like we're working on building that. I'd love to to really see a strong community of authors supporting other authors. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I really would, you know, have an eye towards is two things. Being able to do a pop-up shop at events like Equiton or Equine Affair and being able to in person have some of these authors doing book signings, showcasing their books under our umbrella. Like mm-hmm. that would be absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of work. So <laughs> when we get to that point, maybe we have some volunteers helping with that. But the other thing would be, I would love to do some kind of maybe, maybe a author, like annual book awards, mm-hmm. something to really showcase different, different books, different authors, different genres. Book awards are a wonderful way for people to promote themselves, to, to showcase in the media. And, uh, and it would be great to be able to have that. But also again, 
I'll need to have a real community because I'll have to have judges and submissions and all that kind of fun things. But Mm -hmm. that would be lovely down the road. I think I'd really like to see that happen. I love that. I, I just, and I think there's so much possibility with, with what you've started here and, and bringing us all together and building that community. I'm a stand for building a community of us that all support each other too. So. Well, that's why you and I get each other so much. I know. <laughs> we're both doing it. And I think that like, we need to all understand that we're not competing with each other and we're all, you know, if one of us succeeds, that's going to raise the bar for everybody else. And that's a good thing. It's a real good thing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and uh, Heather and I have mentioned the American Horse Publications a couple of times during the interview that, that this is where she and I first met and began our friendship. And now we are, we are buddies working on a lot of projects together. So the American Horse Publications is a, is a strong group of people that you, and lots of authors where you can meet and network and talk about collaborations and a lot of these ideas are born there at their seminars. So uh, I, I recommend everyone take a look at it. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. How on earth do you manage your time? I mean, I don't know how you do everything that, that you do. Are, do you have any tips for busy entrepreneurs that have a lot of balls in the air to help manage through the busyness? I honestly don't know if I'm the best one to give tips. I mean, one of the things was when I first started out, it was kind of saying yes to everything, really just opening myself to opportunities and then kind of seeing what stuck, what really was beneficial, what wasn't. And then I started to have to learn to say no. And that's a really difficult thing, I think, for most entrepreneurs. Like we want to say yes especially as women, like I, I, sometimes I feel very guilty or I apologize. But one of the things I realized in the last year, especially is like, it's okay to say no, it's okay to take care of myself and it's okay to prioritize the things that I want to prioritize as a business owner. So I've quit a few things that I had taken on several years ago. I've reprioritized a number of times. And I will say I do live very much day to day. Like when I wake up in the morning, I look at my calendar and I say, okay, what's on the docket for the day? And that's kind of what I work on. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if you, you know, you, you, I'm actually planning three weeks off just to write. So you need to plan these things, put it in your calendar, set reminders. Um, I have three children, four animals, a husband, uh, and multiple jobs. So I think I would be literally going insane if I didn't at some point say, you know what, I'm not going to do anything today. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay on the couch and be a vegetable. Mm-hmm. So there is a self-care situation there too. And we just have to remind ourselves it's okay to not be going all the time. Like we're obviously passionate about what we do. Um, and that's what feeds me, but it's okay to say no. It's okay to, to put yourself first every once in a while. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. Self-care is, is very important. You know, they, they say something like, uh, entrepreneurs are the only ones that will leave a nine to five, nine to five job in order to work a hundred hours a week, you know, or like a 40 hour week to work a hundred hours. True. It's so true. And you know, when I first started, it was funny. My husband was like, wait a minute, you hated corporate life and like the two hour commute, but you're getting up at 5am to write and you're not going to bed until 9 p.m. and you're still working. <laughs> and how are you have more energy? I'm like, because I love it. Yeah. But you really have to work at it. You have to hustle and it, it's easy to get lost. So I do make lists, but calendars are my friend. Like I will make a note in my calendar at work and say, 
today I ride Ferris mm-hmm. and I'm put in a, like a block of time. So mm-hmm. I can't book a client. And that's the only way I can function. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, you have to do those things that take care of you and riding our horses is part of that. Writing is part of that, writing our books and even laying on the couch and just vegging is important for us because I think uh, I took a seminar once and, and the woman leading the course was so powerful and amazing. And she was like, every month I schedule myself a pajama day where I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to take a shower. I eat what I want. I lay on the couch. I watch TV. And she said that that's how I recharge, you know? So it's, it's very important to schedule that self-care time. I'm so glad you mentioned that. No, it is important. And I think too, as like, I'm a holistic wellness expert, right? So I work on horses, I work on animals and it's all about prevention. So I get chiropractic adjustments every two weeks. I get massage every two weeks. I schedule that time to just sit in my hot tub at night for an hour. And it's, you have to do it for your mental health because mentally, if you're not there, you can't physically keep up. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot harder to undo stress than it is to prevent stress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's great tip. So yeah, everybody take some time to relax a little and take care of you so you can produce the very best stuff that you want to produce and be great for your readers and for uh, your animals and, and everything that you're doing with your children. <laughs> so great, Who are those? great tips. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you this question too. Has anything unexpected uh, blossomed or bloomed for you that you would have never imagined happening since you started the voyage of the Timid Rider and then expanded into all these different versions of your entrepreneur self? Yeah, pretty much everything. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I started blogging to kind of provide health and wellness information for my clients. Mm -hmm. And it very quickly shifted. And when I initially started, it was really to just draw readers to my website to, as you know, to convert to clients, to, you know, have a lead or to benefit my current clients. But very quickly that shifted into kind of a personal journey, which was very, very scary. There has been so much personal growth for me since I started writing about this. I had always wanted to be an author, but I was always too scared to show anybody my writing. Mm. I've published multiple books. I have always been scared of public speaking. I have been invited to, you know, give presentations and moderate panels for like Equitana, Equine Affair and AHP and Equus Film Festival. I'm constantly challenging myself, but you know, and more, I mean, my bodywork clients has been lovely. I mean, I just, but I'm writing for these big magazines. I'm doing all these things I never envisioned myself doing, but always was afraid to hope for, but always wanted. And I don't even sometimes really like understand how I got here (laughs) because it still seems like a dream because it's everything I've always wanted, but never really thought I could do. And somehow in my forties, I'm there. And um, I think it just proves to me, and hopefully it is an affirmation for everybody out there who's ever wondered if they were good enough that you don't know until you try and you never know what can come out of it. Even if it's a lesson learned, you're going to become a better person and like grow as a person by trying to follow that dream. And I mean, actually following the dream, getting up off the couch and doing it, making things happen, not just sitting there wishing it would happen to you. Mm. Oh my gosh. That is so 
incredible. And <laughs> you you never know that until you, like you said, get off the couch and give it a whirl, right? Because failure is part of it too, right? You know, the, the failure helps you become the success. So, but we're often so afraid of the potential failure that might not even happen that we don't even try. And I'm so excited for all of your success. I mean, I've been following your journey for a long time. We, I mean, I followed you virtually before we even got to know each other. And just you, just so many amazing things have happened happened for you and to you. And you're continuing to keep going. You're bringing the, the bookstore for horse lovers to life, which is well, amazing. You know, I will say one thing. It's like when I first started, I was really focused on like the number of followers I had or the mm-hmm. number of book downloads I had. And, you know, the thing that I learned most and I think is really important to share is that there's a lot of people out there who maybe, you know, some people call them lurkers or whatever, who maybe are watching and not commenting, not liking or engaging in the posts, not necessarily going to the website, but they're absorbing and they're seeing what you're doing. And I, the most amazing things is when somebody suddenly reaches out and says, I've been following you for a year. And I just, this one thing really made a difference or really, and I'm like, oh my God, really? Wow. Like, or, you know, somebody reaching out to offer me this unique opportunity to talk to somebody about confidence or positivity or whatever. Like I had no idea they were even in my sphere. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what you don't know. You don't know who's watching you know, it it can be very frustrating to feel like you're not being heard, but you are being heard. And I think that's the important thing to note. It's not about the number of followers or the number of downloads. It's, it's, are you doing what fills your soul and are you potentially helping someone else? Hmm. And that's what I have to remind myself. (laughs) That is, that is so perfect and beautiful. Yeah. it, it, It is so touching when someone reaches out and says, you made a difference for me. And that's, that's, this, that's what I see reflected in your work is the authenticity and you're doing it because it fills your soul, but also you're doing it in service of others and, and you're doing it for all the right reasons. So great, great advice there, Heather. So you've, we've talked about a lot here. What are you curious about? Like what's next? What are you, what, what are you adding to your stable of things that you do? So I'm working on a really exciting book project right now with co-authors. I've never done this before. It's truly nonfiction because it's an educational book. It's a how-to condition horse and rider. It's meant to be in the tack box. It's meant for you to follow along for backyard barn owners, as well as professionals, for people getting their horse back into work. And it's going to be addressing the horse's uh, musculoskeletal system and, uh, and the rider and how those go together. And then there's going to be a diary aspect so people can track their progress. And I'm very excited about it. It's it's something very different than what I've done before, but I'm marrying my love of writing and my love of holistic wellness and hoping that it benefits so many more people. Oh, I love that. That is going to be such a contribution to people and their animals. And I it would be amiss to not mention that you are now certified in saddle fit as well. I should have mentioned that. So will there be a saddle fit aspect to, to what you're including in this book as well? Yeah, there's definitely a chapter on saddle fit. And I think um, I recently did a webinar with Horse Family Magazine to address like three ways to tell your saddle doesn't fit. Because I feel like there's so many parts to horse and saddle and rider, and it can be really overwhelming. So 
I want to give people a head start. I want to have people take a look at it. So in the book, I'm going to talk a little bit about the major points of saddle fit, how to tell your saddle doesn't fit and how to find a, someone who can evaluate that for you. Mm. Um, but also the pros and cons, because a lot of the behavioral and physical problems I see as a body worker can be a result, a direct result of tack problems. Mm. So we want to prevent that as much as possible. That is awesome. I mean, yeah. it, it, everything that you're doing has an impact on horses and their people and authors and their books. And, you know, thank you for the service that you're being in the equestrian community. And you're talking about topics that are kind of scary to talk about, like openly talking about being anxious or being timid or, you know, things you're dealing with, like you are just making a difference for people. And I thank you for that, Heather. Oh, thank you. It's honestly very overwhelming sometimes to even think about the things that I admit to out loud, <laughs> but it does help me. Like I, it is a very selfish thing because it does help me to admit it. Mm-hmm. And I can only hope that it helps other people as well. So I appreciate that so much. <laughs> well, thank you for doing what you're doing and don't stop, keep going and, you know, grow, keep growing because you have blossomed into something really amazing and you're continuing to go. So I'm sure you will be back on the show to talk more about your journeys as we get down the road. But for now, can you let listeners know where they can find you, your books, and the bookstore for horse lovers? Yes. So people can find me um, at uh, timidrider.com or on social media at timidrider. That's T-I-M-I-D-R-I-D-E-R. And then the bookstore for horse lovers is booksforhorselovers.com at booksforhorselovers on Instagram and then on Twitter at horsebooklovers which is completely the opposite but the only one they had available (laughs) and then if anyone is interested in the holistic wellness aspect they can find me at animalbodywork.com perfect and I will link to all of those places in the show notes so you can easily get to, to Heather in all of her different aspects of her creative life uh and we'll have links to the bookstore for horse lovers so you can go and submit if you're an author if you're a reader that you can go and check out all the wonderful authors that are featured there you can sign up for the newsletter so you're informed about the featured authors of the month and giveaways and all the promotional opportunities uh and i'm a member and i am so honored to be a member and i love the work that you're doing heather and we're going to keep uniting and we're going to keep partnering and we're going to keep hollering about horse books from the rooftops uh so thank you for everything you're doing and wish you tons and tons of success. Thank you for the gift of your time. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me. It's always so nice chatting with you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I hope you enjoy these Q&A sessions with wonderful equine authors who love all things horses and writing, just like me. Visit my website, carlycadecreative.com, where you can read the show notes and make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of horse book authors? Gallop over to carlycadecreative.com forward slash wisdom to have author advice delivered instantly to your inbox. If you are an author who writes about horses and would like to be spotlighted, please let me know. Visit my contact page at carlycadecreative.com to fill out a request. I'd be happy to have you on the show too. Thank you for tuning in to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. 
See you next time. I'm your host, Carly Cade. Creative writing makes my spurs jingle. <laughs>